Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, 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 happy birthday to you. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. You're welcome. I made that up. You did a good job. Thank you. <laughs> because this episode is technically for my birthday, and I appreciate, Pat, that you're wearing a Star Wars t-shirt in yeah. honor of my birthday. May the 4th be with you. Thank you. You know it better than I do. <laughs> I used to have the the CD of it was like a CD and it was a Star Wars um noises and th- songs theme songs, yeah. Like and Star Wars sound effects. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it at like the Great Canadian Dollar Store. And it was uh yeah, this was like in the nineties. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's funny. I remember when we took the kids to Disney World and there's like a Star Wars, you can build your own lightsaber. Like every ride at Disney World, there's a gift shop at the end of the ride, right? That's themed to the ride. Yeah. And you could go in there and build your own lightsaber. I heard about oh, that. Gosh. And it just sounds like the coolest thing. They were very excited and we were in that store forever as they were going through the minutia of choosing these things. And I had been there for a few minutes and then I realized it was the Imperial theme playing on a loop. Oh. just over and over. So I said to one of the people working there, I was like, oh my gosh, how do you handle that? All? She said, it goes away after a while. I don't even notice it anymore. <laughs> but can you imagine all day just listening to that over and over and over? There was a store in the US that sold Christmas stuff and it had the same Christmas music on back to back. It had those motion censored dolls that would say something when you walked by. So Every time people would walk in, it would be like, ho, ho, ho. It's like, I don't know how they worked there. That seems also like abuse, employee (laughs) abuse of some kind. Yeah. I just recently went to an event. Shout out to the Moncton Women's Progress Club. They held a ladies' night event on the 14th of April, so that was last Friday. They did a fantastic job. What an amount of work that must go into putting that on. And all of the Progress Club members looked like they were working their butts off. And it was so appreciated. I had such a good time. They did such a good job with it. And do you know what I figured out, Pat? What? I met a lot of new people. And, of course, I told every person I met about the podcast. So they had a couple of drag performers there for the event. And I was talking to one of them. Oh my gosh, she was so lovely. Her name is Nova Gina. (laughs) Okay, it took me like three seconds to get it. But once I did. And she was so sweet and so lovely. And I was talking to her and I said, actually, I have a podcast. And she said, really? And I said, yes. I said, would you be interested in coming on the podcast and having a conversation about drag culture in Moncton? Oh. And she said, that sounds great. That'd be awesome. I hit her up. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a cool conversation? That would be super cool. Yeah. A ton of questions. Be great. Another thing that was part of the ladies night at the event was they had half a dozen different forms of psychics or intuitives. And you could sign up to have an appointment. They'll give you a reading. Exactly. I did that as well. Oh. I had my tarot cards read. Okay. And I said to her, actually, I have a podcast. (laughs) 
You shouldn't have told her until she read it out to you because then she could have gave you. I waited till the end. Oh, you did? I okay. waited till the end as I was leaving and saying goodbye. I said, actually, I have a podcast because I think a tarot card reader would make a pretty cool episode. Yeah. I left her card upstairs. She has like the type of intuitive she is on the card. So I'm probably not representing her fairly by calling her a tarot card reader. Yeah. She's that... probably a medium. Is that what they're called? It depends. They're all different, Patrick. Like there's clairvoyance and there's intuitives and there's, you know, some talk to dead people and some just see the future. Okay, right, and, right. you know, there's a lot. Did you ever watch that Tyler Henry guy on the medium to the stars? No. No? I, he's I did young. Get... Like he's, he's must be early 20s. I did get uh, my cards read once when I was 15. I have a story for that. So I don't know if we should save it for the for that episode if we do do one. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I have some some psychic episode stories too. Okay. Well, I'm going to reach out to her yep. and, and see if she was serious. And if she is serious, I think that would be a super interesting episode. That would be, yeah. Maybe she'd read our tarot cards. Right here. <gasps> that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. On air. Live air. Okay. Do you want to know what she told me? What? This is what You're going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> this is my interpretation of what I took away from it. Okay. Well, you wait. Do you want to say her exact words or your interpretation of it? I don't have her exact words. Okay. Because our interpretation might be different from what you're, what's your interpretation, but I want to hear it. I okay. Hear it. Well, that's a very good point. And I think it's also important, full disclosure, I was very inebriated when I had my tarot card reading. That just made it even more fantastic. I sat down in front of her and I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi, how many drinks have you had tonight? And I said, none. I've only drank water all night. So she looked at me kind of funny, like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, no, that's the truth. <laughs> and she would turn over the cards and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at the colors. They're so pretty. Those look like good cards. They must be going to have a good message. Anyway, what I got out of that was I am on the precipice of greatness. Oh, I like that. I liked it too. And I'm being held back by people in my life who are trying to control me. And even if it's coming from a place of them trying to protect me, they're holding me back based on worries and fears that are not rational. Now I really want to know what cards they were. Oh, I have a picture. How did you get? Oh, okay. I have a picture of the cards. Oh, so we'll be she able let to me take a picture. look at that. I should have recorded the whole thing and she would have let me, but I didn't think of it till oh. the very end. So we can see the cards and kind of get our own interpretation based on that too. So, Do you know anything about tarot cards? No. <laughs> so you're going to look at these cards? I'm going to make it up. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, well, I, the only thing I know about tarot cards is don't drop them. Why? What happens if you drop them? It means something. I don't know. Oh, it's bad? Well, don't drop them and pick it up. Drop them. The fact that you dropped it, dropped the card, means something. So the card that you dropped means something. Yeah. That's okay. All, that's the only thing I know. So back to the Moncton Women's Progress Club and what a great time I had. I'm just checking out my notes here. They also, there was an auction and there was Karen drama. Oh. There was a dramatic Karen event. Yeah. I didn't witness it. I just heard about it after. I was oh, a little disappointed. So it's, you have the gossip of Karen. Well, you I mean, I have the first hand. So the person that saw the drama walked over and told me. So it was pretty, it was pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. And she asked for the manager. Did she have the haircut? I didn't see her. Oh. Because we just talked about 
what a Karen is when we were talking with Amanda and Keith yeah. from the Motive and Opportunity podcast. Also, there was a band. It was the Big Bad Marty band. I've heard good things about them. Yeah, they're I've seen excellent. Seen them a few times. Yeah, fantastic. I enjoyed myself tremendously. I danced. It was great. At one point, I was just kind of sitting there looking at the band and thinking, watch, just kind of watching the room. If you are a guy and you want to feel really good about yourself, you should join a band that plays famous cover songs to middle-aged women. <laughs> Middle age is not fair. There was quite a range. There were women there from their 20s to their 80s. But I would say the predominant mean age was somewhere in the middle. Four guys in this band. These women were screaming like they were watching Pitbull. <laughs> it's like it, Magic Mike. I thought somebody would have thrown up their panties. Mm. Like it was so. <laughs> and I thought to myself, and those guys looked like they were having the time of their lives. And I thought that must be a real boost for the ego to show up here and have a room full of people just screaming at the top of their right? lungs. Yeah. Because this is my birthday episode, I get to talk about myself for the entire time, which is kind of funny because isn't that what I've been doing on every podcast episode <laughs> since we started this thing? We're going to talk about my migraines. And we're going to talk about my discovery of cannabis, which happened through my migraine journey. I have a question. So you said you discovered cannabis with the migraines. Like, Were you against cannabis before? Were you uh, an uptight mom? No drugs in this house. No Ooh. cannabis in this house. Okay, you smell it at the side of the street and you're like, you give that little like, what do I smell kind of vibe. Okay, that's super funny, but you're mixing a bunch of things there. You can be a mom who's not uptight and still says no drugs in the house if oh, they're illegal yes. or the kids are underage. I feel the need to defend. I was my throwing <laughs> a lot of stereotypes at you. Okay. I was late to the cannabis party. I was not previously against it. I was not what I like to call cannabis contrary. I was pretty open-minded about cannabis, but I had never really experienced it. That wasn't something, I have no idea why, but it wasn't something that I tried in high school or university when a lot of people try that stuff. I don't know how I missed it, but I did. And then later, as we got older, there was more talk about it being legalized. I did try it with some friends, actually thought they had legalized it, but they hadn't. It's just that they were talking a lot about it. So I was like, oh, it's oh. legal now. We might as well try it. My son was like, it's not legal. <laughs> <laughs> but not enough to really understand what it was or what it could do. Like in spite of the fact that I might have sampled it very infrequently throughout the years, I had never gotten high for lack of okay. a better word. Okay. I hate that You weren't word. against, you weren't against it. You weren't the, the opposition. No, I, I was definitely not cannabis contrary. I was definitely more pro cannabis, more pro, like people should get to do what they want, want they or make need their to own do. Deci- the as long as government you're... shouldn't have to, there shouldn't be that much overreach with the government on what they decide you can do or not do oh, that's not. tricky because i really support government overreach <laughs> let's talk about cannabis see if i can get this done in 25 minutes or less the dope <laughs> the weed okay marijuana oh no you can't say that word anymore you can't say right that. you've mentioned you said you that you can't say the m word the m word's bad i actually got it into my head we should rebrand all of the words associated with cannabis okay you don't get high, you get cannabis infused. 
because middle-aged women, they love that infusion shit. Candles <laughs> and yoga and whatever. Do you know what? Fusion I, Express. Exactly right. Miss, and vape. If you say the word vape to a mom my age, that is like a trigger word. Vaping was invented when our kids were younger and it was like if your kid vaped, it was like the worst thing ever. I say I don't vape cannabis. I missed cannabis. Missed. Oh. I have a distillate pen. Missed for misting cannabis mm. right cannabis infused um uh, i got a little bit lost there that's okay uh, how did i discover cannabis with respect to my migraines so as i've said before i was late to the cannabis party it's not something that i had a lot of experience with but i wasn't against it and now that i figured it out i'm just this complete I don't know what the word is. What is the word for the person that never tried something and then tried something and then they're like the greatest advocate of it ever? Uh, there's a word. I'm like showing up to the party late. I can't believe it's like, why isn't everybody doing this all the time? It's fantastic. You opened your eyes. You. Uh, oh, I had an awakening. You're, yeah. I had an awakening. So this is what happened. In 2019, towards the fall of 90, 2019, somebody mentioned to me, that they had a daughter with migraine headaches and she took a CBD gummy every day and that kept her migraines away. So I was like, of course, everybody's talking about this CBD thing. It's curing everything from Alzheimer's to arthritis to whatever, right? This is going to be it. This is the magic bullet. And this it's so frustrating because everything I've tried, I get my hopes up. This is going to be the thing. I got myself set up and I got a prescription and I started taking CBDs and I was taking about 120 milligrams of CBD a day, which is not a huge amount because you can take tons of that stuff, but it's pretty pricey. So you kind of have to figure out what's the most you're going to be able that you want to pay for. That helps you. Exactly. So I got up to 120 milligrams. Nothing happened, but I wasn't going to invest any more money on it in it. I was about... I was taking them religiously for five or six months. Nothing happened. Mm. I was so disappointed. I thought, oh, this was supposed to be the magic solution. So here I am, no better, but I had to learn some stuff. And I also had a prescription for THC. And I couldn't drink alcohol anymore because the neurologist had also said to me, no alcohol for the rest of your life. I thought, well, what's going on with this THC? What, what is going on with this THC thing? And maybe this is something I might enjoy as a replacement for alcohol. So I figured that out. It's fantastic. I'm not trying to advocate that everybody go out and take cannabis. I'm advocating that everybody leave me alone for my taking cannabis. I don't care if you do it, but I would sure like don't. a refrain from the judgment. Yeah, don't get judged. Right, exactly. I'm not saying everybody should do it, but there's a lot of people out there when you talk about it, are like, oh, I tried it. I had a really bad experience. It's not intuitive. It's you can't take cannabis once. It's something that really takes practice, which sounds ridiculous, but you have to understand your body and how it affects your body and, you know, what happens when you haven't had anything to eat or what happens when you've had a big meal or, all, you know, and people are not willing to invest the time in it. They try it once they have a bad experience. They're like, oh, I'm not going to try that again. Well, you tried a lot harder for alcohol. You know, the first <laughs> time you drank, how many people had a bad experience the first time they drank alcohol, right? Yeah. Did you ever, did you never touch it again? Do you think it might be people who are doing cannabis 
and alcohol at the same time for the first time and then that mix is really what mixes them up well that's a good point because when people are drinking and their inhibitions are lowered they may be like oh i'll try cannabis and then cannabis is something that you have to practice start slow and low and you have to figure out before you know what's going on and i'm not saying you should take the time to figure it out it's just if i saw somebody getting as many benefits as i'm having i would want to know what they're doing and I would put in the time and figure it out. And I did. And it worked to my benefit. I figured out how to take cannabis recreationally to replace alcohol. And then I was thinking, well, you read all this stuff about people with terminal illnesses or terrible illnesses that are in tremendous amount of pain and they're taking cannabis and it's helping their pain. Yeah. So maybe this will work for the migraines. So back to the drawing board I go. Again, had to figure that out. The first couple times I tried it, it didn't work. But once I figured out what to take, how much to take, it has been a complete game changer for me. Before cannabis, it was very, very common for me to have a migraine that lasted two, three, and four days. That's insane. The same migraine without stop. It was terrible. Since I've been using cannabis to treat my migraines... I have never had a migraine go past 36 hours. Which is still very long. Yes, it's still very long and horrible, but compared to what it was, it's it was a huge game changer. Before cannabis, I'm in a dark room. I'm vomiting. I have ice on my head. I can't move. It's just torture. Sometimes one dose of cannabis will completely resolve the migraine within a couple of hours, like completely gone. Other times it sort of just puts the migraine further away but when the cannabis wears off the migraine comes back and then I have to take it again but even if it doesn't completely get rid of it having it to ride through that negative experience is night and day it makes it so much more bearable oh so much more bearable it doesn't make me necessarily more productive because obviously I can't drive a car I probably shouldn't be operating heavy machinery or making important decisions or shopping online but it's so much better than lying in bed and vomiting. My mood is so affected by the migraine. And when I have a migraine, I'm in those depths of despair. But the positive uplifting effects you get from cannabis, it's like, it's like no, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. When you talk about treatments that improve migraines, you look at frequency, duration, and intensity. I talked about the duration, significantly impacts that, significantly improves the intensity, it hasn't done anything to reduce the frequency of my migraine. So I don't get less migraines. It wasn't a cure. It didn't fix everything, but it has been a game changer. I don't get fewer migraines, but it's a lot easier to go through them. Does That's, that make sense? It sounds like a miracle, not cure, but a miracle. I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't figured that out because it was about two years ago that I figured out how to treat my migraines with cannabis. For the first two years... I was slogging away, but the last two years, it's made a big difference. That's so discouraging. It's been four years. How much longer? You know, and then it's like, you don't want to go in that headspace. Is this going to be my life for the rest of my life? Because if you look at the amount of times that I have a migraine, I'm either taking cannabis to treat a migraine, or I can also take it to prevent a migraine. It doesn't always work, but it works a lot. Today, for example, my head was kind of like, eh, and I had a lot of stuff to do which means I really can't take cannabis if I want to drive the car or 
do anything productive. If your head is kind of weak, for lack of a better word, and I take cannabis, sometimes I can completely prevent a migraine. If you add up the number of days I'm having a migraine or the number of days I'm trying not to have a migraine, it's kind of like a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, 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 happy birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday to you.